fake facts from the geek out heroes <laughs> real fake fact the balloon over montana was sent to us from china because they thought that they were we we're gonna have a party and uh it was just an accidental like release of the uh, surprise balloons nothing to see here everybody move along move along move along it was either that, that or this gender reveal. <laughs> it was a gender <laughs> reveal party. They saw how much destruction it was doing in the United States, and they're like, "That will work." Death to America, man! It's going to be great when they shoot a <laughs> missile at it, and a big blue cloud comes out of it. It's a boy. <laughs> See, my understanding. It's, it's a Chinese spy. <laughs> <laughs> or in our case, uh, congratulations! It's non-binary, so. And here I thought it was uh, just a really long range takeout delivery device. Yeah, there's also there there's that's a that's a possibility. You guys just like sitting there like, yeah, I've got your order. Biden, what the fuck did you order? <laughs> <laughs> like the, the other the other possibility is that uh, they saw the Hindenburg like videos and they're like, oh, we could totally do this, not knowing that that was you know hydrogen, not helium, right. Isn't that the weirdest fucking thing in the world? We're talking about a like we're talking about a country that could literally spy on us using satellites. Didn't bother to launch a satellite and used a fucking balloon. And the worst part about it is more effective because it still made it all the way in, and without anybody noticing it. Like, what the fuck was that? It was an accident. I swear. <laughs> Man, I just hope my wonton soup isn't cold when it gets here. Right? Air dash delivery. They said, "Fuck dirigibles. Balloons are the way to go." <laughs> <laughs> What about airplanes? What's an airplane? Man, blimps totally should make a comeback, though. Hell yeah, dirigibles are fucking awesome. <laughs> They're slow and cool. And everybody else gets to point at you and go, why the fuck are you going so slow? <laughs> you could have gotten there faster with an airplane, but you look cool doing it, so... Because fuck you, peasant. I have exactly. money enough to go slow. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to take my time with this flight. So like this, that's like that's like a common theme in human history of like we create these huge fucking structures that can like travel long distances and they always fail the titanic the hindenburg like and they're always meant for like luxury liner shit fucking boeing <laughs> like we we can't have anything nice <laughs> right this is why you can't have anything nice or the uh what was it the concord, concord? I'm so sad that they uh, they retired those before I could ride on one. You stand before a door. You unlock it with the key of rational thought and common sense. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of lunacy, laughter, and logic. You're now moving into a land of both bullshit and fact about movies, video games, and nerd culture. Just crossed over into the Geek Out Heroes podcast. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. And Miles. Wizards of the Coast gave up. <laughs> they they gave up on trying to create the OGL. Uh, a little too late. And um you you guys have lost all trust with with the majority of your of your gamers. Uh, your your players are going to be sitting there questioning anything you do from now on and are still, you know, people are still looking at boycotting the shit of you. I don't want to go see the movie just because of what you did. Which isn't really fair to the studio that made it or or the actors that are in it because it actually looks quite entertaining. It looks funny, at least. 
um, very kind of, you know, Vox Machina kind of feel to it. Uh, overall, what, what you would get in an actual party of people playing together and having a good time and joking around. I really want to know how they're going to handle the one guy who can never show up. <laughs> Always shows up at the end. They they should yeah, uh, the campaign. last five minutes yeah. of the movie. They should have him there for the first 15 minutes of the movie. He'll pop in randomly somewhere in the middle and then be there for the entire end. Yeah. And then just have none of the characters acknowledge that he's been <laughs> sorry, gone the entire job. time. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I had a job. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, obviously it's not, it's not fair to the studio or anything like that, but it's one of those things of like, you, you guys have lost all good faith with a, with, with any of your player base. And no one's going to trust Wizards. Like no one's going to trust Wizards of the Coast again. Not in, not unless they get rid of the two CEOs or or, or heads of leadership because I can't remember which one's a CEO and which one's which one's a COO. Um, but not until you get rid of those two people, the two people who are primarily from video games and want to do everything like video games. Yeah, said like that, their uh, EA. The D and D community is uh, under monetized. They should yeah. be getting more money out of us and. Yeah, the those two need to go. And until that happens, Hasbro, Wizards of the Coast is going to continue to fail. And you're going to either end up with a company that you have to completely liquidate, uh, like you've done with so many of your other properties recently, which is why like Hasbro has had this, like we we I talked about this in the podcast last week, but Hasbro has had this huge policy of like they're just getting rid of a lot of IPs. And the reason why they're getting rid of a lot of like a lot of IPs is because they felt like they had too many. So unless anything is a billion dollar seller. Um, you know, like Marvel or some shit. They didn't keep it. They're they're getting rid of it, which is kind of dumb. Hasbro, you're you're a a toy company. You should be trying to put out as much product as possible in order to try and hit the largest crowd as you can. You know, within reason. Obviously, you don't want something that's not not a seller. But when you're asking for numbers like you you you're asking for numbers like Microsoft, you're asking for numbers like EA. You you're wanting to monetize the shit out of your properties, but you have no way of doing it and you don't even understand how you how how your your main customer base works. So that's what's going to happen with Wizards of the Coast. If this continues, it's going to be them on the chopping block with Hasbro of going, well, your product's not making any money. So we're going to have to cut you. I mean shit, they're already looking at uh Magic the Gathering, even though Magic, you know, during the pandemic Magic sold more fucking cards than they've ever sold in the entire game's existence. And that's a Wizard of the Coast product. But they're because the the they have an over saturation on the market right now because of what happened during the pandemic. They're now looking at like, oh, we're gonna we're we're cutting the production of cards in half. And and that's not not like full car packs. Like that's the new the new sets that they were looking at coming out with. Yeah, I know plenty of people that play Magic the Gathering and they're all furious with that announcement. Yeah. Because, you know, some of these cards are already rare anyways, mm -hmm. and that's just going to make them even worse. So I, what a couple of my friends are doing, they're just going to print their own and they're just going to play with uh, proxies. I understand that. You can't take them to tournaments, but none of the people that I know that play, they're all just, you know... Well, they're just trying to play with each other. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just, trying to play games. You know, dining room table players, yeah. not tournament level players yeah and they've basically uh, i know <coughs> one guy who's planning on selling his entire collection and he's already scanned them and he's just going to print off his own yeah and uh do it that way he's like yeah i don't go to tournaments i don't know why i'm paying money for actual cards yeah i totally understand that 
and yeah, I told him, I was like, yeah, I mean, now that's an option. I remember, you know, back in high school before, you know, scanners and stuff like that were common enough that you could do that. Yeah. That wasn't an option, but now you shit, I, you have scanning apps on your phone. You can just sit there and take pictures of all your cards Yeah, and then go print them off later. Yeah. I mean, like why, why not? You can do that with, you, you could even do that with a lot of, uh, uh, Pogs. <laughs> you could always do that with pogs. No, you know, you could do that with pogs and play them legitimately. Nobody knew how you, how you like how that, how that ever didn't come about. I don't know. Uh, but no, uh, you could do that with D and D stuff. I mean, you can, you can create your own homebrew stuff as much as you want. And that's what people have been doing. And that's kind of what the OGL was really going to prevent. And even then you can, uh, if you buy a physical copy of the book and this is, I know what they're trying to stop with part of it oh yeah was you can scan the book and then just email copies to your friends i have every book for 3.5 in pdf form yeah which is why after this whole thing went down i was considering either taking us to pathfinder or we were just going to do 3.5 instead yeah because well, I, pathfinder was pathfinder was a result of four yes right? pathfinder was a, a result of four because 4.0 was fucking, fucking terrible, terrible. And uh, a bunch of the guys that worked on 3.5 were like, hey, I see what they were trying to fix with it. They went on, made their own company, and they basically made 3.75. Mm-hmm. And I have looked at the rules. They actually make a lot more sense because one of the things in 3.5 that doesn't work very well is grappling. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. There's like eight different counter rolls well, that you got to do. What's funny is that's even what, that's even what uh, Vox Machina, uh, you know, Critical Role started out in Pathfinder. Yeah, that's what they started on, and then they transitioned over to D and D. That's how that's how uh, fluid those 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 uh, worlds can be. It takes it takes some changes when it comes to vernacular and what you're going to say. And, and Matt Mercer is a genius in the fact that he's able to keep track of all that shit and remember every single thing that they do that transitioned from Pathfinder over to D and D for them. So they have basically a custom game going right now. Right. Or, well, I shouldn't say right now, but, uh, for the, for their first campaign. Yeah. At the time, at the time. So, you know, that's, that's in listeners, in case you're wondering, that's why there's such big differences, uh, in, uh, what's going on with the anime, like the animation versus, uh, what you've seen on critical role. Uh, Miles and I had to look this up was just to find out like why it was so vastly different, basically because they had to avoid copyright laws um, because Vox Machina is, is based off of two different games right now or, or during that campaign. They couldn't make it solely based off of D&D because one, they'd have to pay rights to uh, uh, Wizards of the Coast, which actually this the, the OGL brought up a lot of questions as to what was going to happen with that because um, they have critical role has partnerships with wizards of the coast currently, but not for the show. Yeah. They have a source book out for uh 5.0. Yeah. Which I was actually looking at <coughs> because looking at what was in there, there was a lot of interesting things for the setting yeah. that I could have done something with, but um, I'm not going to be giving wizards any of my money anytime soon. No. So. And, that's, and that's the thing is like, so with, with uh, the animation, they had to figure out, okay, well we have a lot of stuff from pathfinder as well and stuff from from D&D how are we going to do this without intellectual property rights and having to deal with both of them so they did a lot of rewrites for the animation to essentially change like changing from changing villains uh like specifically that were from D&D uh to changing uh like 
gods and goddesses names and stuff like that so that they could get around that stuff and still keep the show going without having to deal with, okay, we have to deal with wizards of the coast and we have to deal with uh, the critters of pathfinder and making sure they're, they're paying both rights to them when really it's not a to mention. Sorry, go ahead and miles. I was, I was just say, uh, not to mention the vast amount of fucking content that they have to yeah. condense down. Yeah. So it's, it's a matter of, t- you know, taking shortcuts where they need, where they need to not paying intellect or intellectual property rights. And, I mean, it's it's a unique story created by them in their campaign. So really, it should be owned by them, <clears throat> which was bringing up a lot of questions as to what's going to happen with this, what's happening with your campaigns, what's happening with with anyone who's a creator with the OGL. And finally, after like after giving so much shit, Wizard of the Coast finally was like, all right, we're giving up. We're just going to stick with the original OGL, which is what you should have done with in the first place. Your OGL was set up that way specifically so that you did not take away stuff from creators and people who were making homebrews, who were doing this kind of stuff, because it, those things were what was keeping your company actually at the height that it was. And after Stranger Things came out and fucking boosted even more popularity for, for D&D, I mean, shit, D&D is dealing with the same issue now as what gamers have been dealing with for several years. The fact that you have people who have never been in your culture before, or never been into your games before and are getting into it. So you're going to like, I guarantee you, like, that's that's the main reason why you're seeing the retarded stuff coming from. And I don't care, listeners, if you're offended by what I just said, it is the most retarded thing I've seen of we're going to start worrying about racism and we're going to start worrying about uh, sexism and gender equality and all this shit. In D and D, like what? What the fuck are you guys talking about? I mean, Jesus Christ! Like, how how do you how do you have a like a, a company that's been fine for years start making these changes now? After even even years into the the new culture war started, uh, into all of our fandom and stuff like that. You, they they just started doing this stuff in the past year or so with Wizards of the Coast. Well, the reason is, is because you have people who had never been into the game coming into it and making demands and Wizards of the Coast going, oh my God, we have to appease the Twitter mobs. Well, and that was another reason I was considering taking us to either 3.5 or Pathfinder anyways. Yeah. Is uh, I was trying to look up, I was watching uh, Vox Machina on Thursday night and I was trying to look up base stats for something. I don't remember what. And, uh, oh, I was trying to look up the, uh, the base stats for, uh, the Goliath. Yeah. Cause it was during the, the fight with, uh, Grog. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, it, you know, I, I just wanted to see, you know, how you would build one. And it lists no stat modifiers. It's like your medium, your base speed is 30. Um, it gives you, uh, one strength perk, but it doesn't add anything to your stats. And I'm like, how the fuck do I build this? Yeah. Whereas if you go to Pathfinder, the people that made Pathfinder understand, oh, it's a game and nobody should freak out. And then 3.5 is already long completed, so they haven't gone back and made any of those changes. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to, you know, if if I got to set up a game, I don't want to fuck with, oh, well, you might be stronger, you might not, everything depends on your base roles, but you get no real bonuses for, yeah. everybody may as well just play a human at that point. Pretty close. Uh, yeah, just take the extra feet. Yeah, but yeah. So, so wizards, you know, they they finally gave gave up on all the OGL stuff, 
they're going back to 1.0. It was designed to specifically to, to last. I mean, their old CEO even said this of it was designed to last. Like it was designed to this is the this is it. This is every, what everybody should go off of. But now that you've shown your true colors, Wizards, we no one trusts you. So here's the thing: I the one thing I'm worried about for them is that they're gonna they're gonna notice that hey, our regular players have dropped off. We need to cater even harder to the crowd that was never with us before, and the crowd that has forced us to make changes that have asked us for you know this fucking woke bullshit that's coming in, and that's what it is. Like I, listeners, I, I understand like, oh, not everything's woke and people get offended by the fact that woke is like wokeism was meant to be like this enlightenment. We all know this. It was supposed to be like this renaissance of like you, you finally understand something in the world that you never really saw before. But somebody took that and went way too far of like being when they not overly critical, but over analytical of like trying to see anything they could as racism. Anything they could as yeah, yeah. sexism. Turned into witch hunting. Yeah, they turned it they into, turned a witch, into hunt. witch hunting. Um, and that's exactly it. I mean, that's that's how we've seen it for a while. In fact, Miles and I have been joking around for years. Of like, we can't wait for the Salem witch trials to come back. That shit's going to be crazy. Um, so this this is the kind of group that they're now starting, that they've started to attract. And the thing I'm worried about for the players who continue to stick with uh, Wizards of the Coast who don't get deterred by this and say, look, it's the game I love. It's the game I wanted to play. At least they went back and that's good enough for me. If you decide to do that, I hats off to you. I, I hope that that works out for everyone involved. But the thing is, is I'm worried that you're going to end up with a group of fans that are going to infect your fan base. And Wizards of the Coast is going to change it for them instead of changing it for the people who have been around the longest. Well, and that's that's kind of why I was really hoping to talk about this today, because, yeah. you know, if you decide to stick with them, like you said, hats off to you. You're Absolutely. a far more trusting person than I am. I have been on the end of this more times than I can count. And typically what Even in gaming alone. Yeah. It, let alone any of my other hobbies that have been invaded by new fans. Uh, by the way, fuck you. Go away. <laughs> my, my opinion i don't want you here we don't, we don't need you here. we don't need you here i i liked the group that i had fuck you yeah i never really like i really quick i never really understood the animosity towards new fans in reality for the longest time until what's been going on for the last several years so you're finally starting to see why i get pissed off absolutely when- it like i never really understood any of that kind of animosity from any from anyone and didn't matter what what hobby i was in i never really understood like because bringing in more fans like oh that's great that's better because i always saw it as like is the equivalent of when a band was like i liked them first before they were popular which is kind of which was just you know completely rational on the fact that like it didn't make any sense to me of like why would you be upset about new fans coming in because it just makes them greater from the fan standpoint of it will make them greater temporarily because eventually they'll change for that new fan base coming in. And I kind of understand that I, I get that now because they'll start looking at the new fan base as like, Oh, you guys are the future. Yeah. There's, there's a point where instead of realizing that there's a reason why you came in in the first place. Yeah. There, there's a point where (laughs) they will stop looking at their old fans who have been here longest and they think, Oh, you're guaranteed money. We don't need to do anything to please you anymore. Yeah. You new guys, though, you have some ideas that you want to implement. We're, we're going to slowly start to shift over to what you want and alienate your old fans. Yeah. So to, like, to anybody listening to this, listeners, if you are a new fan of anything, 
Uh, I'm not going to say fuck you. I don't think that's I, I don't agree with that that mentality. And and I totally but I totally I totally understand why you say it, though, just say it's, it's not it's not necessarily a, a literal fuck you. It's one of those things of like, I think that it is a more of what I think of is if you're going to come into a fan, if you're going to come in as a new fan, do not try and change the product that attracted you in the first place to go with your morals, your, your own mentality of what you think it should be because you were attracted to the, remember you came in, in the first place as a new fan, something attracted to you or was attractive enough to you for you to come in in the first place. Remember that. So don't try to change it for the fans that have been there all along. Yeah. So I guess my initial fuck you, I don't want you here was a little harsh, but it's, that's why I said, I don't think it was a literal, like, fuck you. Yeah. It was just, if you're going to be here, just sit down and shut up. And yeah, you have no say here. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's more what I was leaning towards because yeah, I mean, enjoy the show like the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I knew D&D was in trouble a few years ago when uh, I was in uh, our one of our local gaming stores looking for uh, source books and I ran into a guy grabbing a player's handbook who used to bully the shit out of me and a bunch of other people. I mean, granted, it wasn't physically. I've, I've always been a, you know, bigger dude. No one ever physically picked on me. But, you know, he used to make fun of me for playing D&D. Mm-hmm. And he's all like, oh, hey, man, I haven't seen you in forever. I'm like, what are you doing with that? Oh, well, I play now. I'm like, oh, you used to make fun of me and my friends back in the day. What changed? Oh, I saw it on Stranger Things and I wanted to try it out. Yeah, I suddenly realized that it was cool. Yeah, and that's when I knew it was my uh, yet another one of my hobbies was getting invaded by people that normies. Yeah, <laughs> fucking normies. I've been watching a, an anime that's relatively entertaining. I think it's uh, and you didn't. I think it's and you didn't think there were any girls online. And uh, <laughs> one of the girls in it is she like she she's kind of mind broken. She doesn't really distinguish reality from from fantasy. Like the game world versus the real world. Yeah. Uh, so she sees kind of everybody's this. If you're this way in the game, you're this way in real life. And that's how she sees it. And uh, but she she every now and then she'll go on this tangent in the sideways where she kind of goes like staring off into space and starts talking like a psychopath about normies. It's hysterical when it happens. <laughs> She's like freaking normies. She should just kill you all. And I just was like, I laugh so hard. Like, God damn. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is in, in listeners, this is the kind of, this is kind of the similar thing to like what's been going on with new fans coming in. That's what's happened, in my opinion, with Halo of you have a lot of people who never experienced really Halo one, Halo two, Halo three reach these games that we came up with, like that we that we that we played in, in, in gaming from the time they came out who come in way late to the game and go, well, my first Halo experience was Halo four, or Halo five. And you're going. Well, then you don't know what Halo, what Halo is. Then you, you don't know good Halo. I can forgive you if your first one was 4, because I still really enjoyed 4. I still really enjoyed 4. but 4 is still a fantastic game, but if your first is 5, you did not but, have a good Halo but experience four, But even in. if 4 is your first one, if you, you didn't have that journey to begin with of Cortana. You didn't have that journey of Noble 6. You didn't have that, that journey with ODST of like having these characters built into this, this actually deep world until you came in and you saw oh well there's a special relationship between chief and cortana you were you were new 343 that came in and is like i don't know that master chief's the main fucking character because when halo 5 came out you're that person was like i thought it was perfectly fine you're that person that that played halo infinite and thought it was fucking amazing 
and didn't realize that you were missing everything else that made Halo Halo. Yeah, didn't realize you were playing Far Cry with a Halo skin mod. And some of you out there might be going, oh, well, this is just another form of gatekeeping. It's not gatekeeping. It's literally just trying to explain that you can be a fan. You can be a new fan. That's fine. More fans, the better. But stop trying to change it for you and realize that the fans that came before you are the reason why this even exists in the first place for you to enjoy. And that's why your opinion doesn't count as much as theirs in their eyes. It's, this is the kind of mentality that's come into play when even dealing in comic books of, oh, I have better story ideas than you guys do. So they come in as these writers that are writing basically fan fiction and it's new fan fiction and it's usually terrible. And because of that, their old fan base drops off. Well, gee, I wonder why. I wonder why these stories are failing. It's not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. So understand that when I say it's cool that you can come into a fan base and be part of the fandom, but you're a new fan. So remember, you're the newbie. Act like the newbie. It's like when Miles and I started watching Overlord. We got into Overlord because it was something interesting. It was something new. And we thought, all right, well, let's see how this plays out. Now, did the story go we thought, the way we thought it should go or the way we thought it would go? No. Does that mean that we want to see them change it? Well, I'd like to see something different, but rather than just gripe about it and, and tell them they have to change it, they need to change it for my sake, I just left. And why? Because I'm the new fan. I'm the one coming in. There are people who read the manga that love the manga and the anime. Some of them, you know, rather just read the manga, but apparently it goes this way pretty much in the, or in the manga. So I'm not going to tell them they have to change it. I, I'm the new guy. You know, what the fuck do I know? That's what's happened with, with what I feel in, in the Halo uh, sectors. Like, and 343, I think in, in Microsoft in general, saw that and went, oh, we have all these new fans. Well, we should cater to them. And, it, and, and to them, it doesn't matter if it's a different story if, or if it doesn't surround anything that we've created before, or even if it you know, reflects the story that they know. We're going to just create, we're just going to create, you know, more Halo is more Halo, right? That's how they see it. It's the same thing. Well, it's the, it's, go it's ahead. the cloning mentality. You know, a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. Absolutely. Eventually deteriorate. Yeah, it's just deteriorating, right? So it's the same thing as what Loach used to say when, when we had originally started talking about Star Wars being bought out by Disney and stuff like that, and how we were all excited because Disney was like, oh, you know, we're going to have a new Star Wars every year. And while we, at the time. Nothing was being done with it. But that was, you know? yeah, that, <laughs> and that was and exactly it. Nothing was being done with it at the time. We were like, we were seeing Lucas just kind of sit on his hands while there was all these great stories being kind of left aside. And we were going, what's going on? You have, you know, we were, we were looking at 30 years of books going, you have all this stuff that could be turned into movies and you did nothing with it. What the hell's happening? And instead of them using that content, then we saw Disney drop them off. And we saw Disney turn around and go, okay, what we need to do is cater to new fans. And all, while the old fandom, well, the old fandom's going, what the fuck's going on? But Loach had this mentality of more Star Wars is Star Wars, which I totally understood at the time. I don't understand it now. Yeah. He, he doesn't, he, and, and listeners, he doesn't necessarily have that, mon, that mentality anymore because he's seen the property that he loved be kind of deteriorated into this, oh, what agenda can we fill next? And for him, that was where that was finally where they drew the final they do the final straw, because before he was just like, all right, sweet, more story, more, more Star Wars, more Star Wars. It doesn't matter. More Star Wars. And I was kind of the same way, even when it came to Star Trek. 
for me, Star Trek was more Star Trek. You know, you could do whatever you want. I used to say this all the time in the podcast. It's Star Trek. You can do whatever the fuck you want. They can have time travel in Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Star Trek is the one property I feel has a license to do literally whatever you want and yeah. it'll work. Yeah. And, and it wasn't until they started going, we need to fulfill an agenda and we need to tell specifically this, this only fucking theme consistently. And we don't care if we ruin characters. We don't care if we, if we destroy lore in order to do it. And we sat there going, okay, the same thing's happening in Star Trek. The same thing's happening in Star Wars. I can't do this anymore. Like you guys are catering to the wrong fan base. You're catering to people who are new, who never loved this series to begin with and didn't prop it up to, to start and with. And then you put you know, a priority of trying to change civilization instead of entertain it. Correct. Exactly. Uh, you, you think you're guiding it somehow, which is fucking insane, which I want to point out. That's exactly why Ryan Johnson was able to make The Last Jedi the way he did. A movie that was literally made so that he could tear down the franchise and tear down the mythos that was in Star Wars. He literally wanted to do that. And why? Because he thought that by doing this, he was guiding the future of, of Star Wars and how it could be whatever he wanted it to be. It's bad fan fiction. You know, new fan coming in who was never really a fan. Because can you consider yourself a fan if your first goal is to change the entire mythos of something that made you a fan in the begin with? It's crazy. So 343, I think, has the same problem. Like they had new fans coming in. They didn't know who to cater to. They didn't know how to cater to them. So, they, I mean, we're talking about a company who literally came in, was designed specifically, set up specifically to take over the Halo franchise after Bungie had left. That was their whole fucking purpose. And what do they do? They kill off Cortana, which was a fucking just gut wrenching moment. And then they immediately go, oh, we don't know that Master Chief's the main character, Halo 5. We don't understand what we did wrong, but we know that our fans are pissed off with us. Let's, all right, let's try and fix that. You have Halo Infinite. And that was the whole purpose of Halo Infinite. Like That was the only reason to have that campaign in the first place, because the rest of that game is fucking pointless and boring. And then you have 343 now turning around and saying, okay, well, we're going to cool off and we're not going to make any more story for Master Chief right now, which is, which is hysterical because this makes this pr listeners. I was right. Fuck you. I was right. Fuck you. I was right. Fuck you. I was right. <laughs> Halo, Inf or Halo Infinite had no intentions of continuing to make sure that you had more and more story that it was, it, there was no way it was going to be games as a service as everybody thought it was going to be uh, or able to be in a campaign aspect. That was, the, that was one of the things that they talked about. They were going to add more, more campaign. Now he have 343 saying that they're not going to be adding more, more story. And the only way you're going to get more story from Master Chief and Cortana is through the Halo TV show, which is a fucking failure. Fans fucking hate it. Even newer fans fucking hate it, which is amazing. I, I've watched a few shows. Uh, like I've thrown myself on the grenade of a few shows specifically to talk about on the podcast. And I could only stand the first episode of that Halo show. I watched the first episode for free on YouTube when they put it on there, and I wanted to shoot someone. Yeah, that, so did I. But that's what I'm saying. If it's that bad, I mean, I sat through uh, the Obi-Wan series so I could talk about it on the podcast. Um, there was another Star Wars show that I watched specifically so I could talk about it. Andor ended up actually being good by the end. Yeah. <coughs> um, I'm sorry about all the coughing. We all have allergies and <clears throat> for me, I just, you know, reflux, took, <laughs> we all have allergies, reflux. We all have medical conditions. I just drank uh, or took a drink and went down the wrong, 
<coughs> we're down the wrong pipe. <clears throat> so that's, you know, fun. So I apologize. This, this, this edit's going to be kind of shit, but uh, in my case, my sinuses are punishing me for being alive. Yeah. So like I said, allergies, man, fuck it. Yeah, do you want to do you want a cold mask? No, I'm good. Bring down the swelling. No, it's just uh, it, it's warm and windy today. So, by the way, Miles, that thing is a fucking miracle, right? <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> I can't leave it on there because like I fell asleep with it on my face and I woke up. My face was so hot from it because it, it <laughs> retains heat, too. So, yeah. Yeah. After about 20 minutes <clears throat> or so, it's it's usually about the extent of its use. Yeah. But uh, it's freaking awesome. <clears throat> Uh, anyways, yeah. So to, to hear that from, from Microsoft or to hear that coming out of, out of three, four, three, like we're not going to tell any more story. We're not going to do any, like, they're really not going to do anything with infinite other than the fact of concentrating on multiplayer, which don't get me wrong listeners. They absolutely need to concentrate on their multiplayer because it is a bad experience. It's fun. If you're playing the, uh, the drinking game that I do of every time you die, you take a drink. Yeah. It's still Halo there's, enough. There's tons of there's don't get me wrong. There's tons of per, there's tons of potential here, and it is a far better experience than what I what I got from Halo Five. Yes, but there's so many things missing that have been stated that, or should say, there were so many things missing from the start that were just staples to Halo multiplayer. You know, oh, like campaign playlists. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, just on the multiplayer. Campaigns, yeah. campaigns, and completely other issue. <laughs> yeah, Forge, fucking, you know, Griff Ball, uh, like just you name it. Th- those these things were not in in Halo anymore, and you're sitting there going, "What the fuck? Like, why isn't why isn't Halo Halo? What are you guys doing?" And because of that, like they absolutely they absolutely need to concentrate on multiplayer. They need to fix Halo Infinite's multiplayer. They need to try and come up with a a reasonable schedule for creating new content for that new drops for that, how they're going to continue to continue to do that. I mean, one of the reasons why it was called halo infinite was because it was supposed to be a live service game. Well, and that's the and, thing with the multiplayer is when it's working properly, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. And it, and it was supposed to continuously build off of this one game of even, even continuing to build and create more campaign, which now they're saying they're canceling. They're not doing that stuff. They're going to be concentrating solely on the on the multiplayer, which I agree that they need to concentrate on that. But at the same time, you have nothing else to continue that game going. I don't think they were ever working on more campaign anyways. I, I think I think this is them finally admitting, yeah, we didn't have anything and you guys are yelling at us. So we're going to I think they halted. Well, I think they halted on that. I agree. But I, I do think that there were certain things. There are certain things even in the current campaign that they could do and add just to make it better. <clears throat> one being a have it have the halo ring be a living world a world that's lived in instead of this yeah, yeah i mean it is a paint by numbers open world right now that has nothing in it other than covenant units sprawled out and it it feels vastly empty because of that like it doesn't feel like this it doesn't feel like it, the biome doesn't feel like a biome a, a lived in biome it just feels like it feels exactly what it is, an artificial area that was just kind of constructed and thrown together that's broken, which I get. Yeah, that's the halo ring. But at the same time, like these things are supposed to be lived in, like it's supposed to have wildlife and stuff like this. When I'm going back and seeing, you know, old halo games and playing those and realizing that the level design is is designed specifically around driving you through the story. Yeah, there's a reason why those are sparse, even for wildlife 
but when I go when I when I go into them and be, because of the way they're laid out, they still feel vastly more completed worlds than what I'm playing in an open world. That's bad. I think with Halo Infinite, they 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 realized okay, our the engine the engine slipstream engine that we specifically made that was supposed to be friendlier, easier to use, isn't quite as friendly or easier to use. Otherwise, you would have seen the assets that they supposedly made for the uh, slipspace trailer in there, the animals, everything like that, the different biomes. That stuff's not in the game. So it leads me to believe that, yeah, they didn't have anything extra. They didn't have any of that stuff actually made. And they suddenly realized, oh, shit, we can't even keep up with the multiplayer. So we need to stop everything and go and concentrate on one thing. Plus, now you have more rumors saying that they're going to switch everything in Halo over to Unreal Engine. Why? If, if you, bu- you spent millions of dollars building a, a, a graphics engine that was supposed to be revolutionary, and then to just drop that and go over to Unreal Engine, why wasn't that the thing you did in the first place? We all questioned that to begin with. Yeah. Like, when they first announced their new Slipstream engine, Miles, why, Miles was the first one. I still remember this when we were watching the trailer. Miles goes, why don't you guys just use Unreal? I don't understand this. Yeah, especially since I think that was around when uh, uh, Unreal was was unveiling their new particle effects and yep. uh, light balancing and stuff like that. I'm like, this thing's fucking amazing. Yeah, it was, after, it was after the Unreal 5 engine had been revealed, and it was just around the same time they were showing off their the new particle effects, the fucking their, their lighting engine and how easy it was to use their tools. And they even, and even demonstrating how, how easy it was to bring in assets from other engines. Yeah. And miles was like a photorealistic assets that you could use. Yeah. Miles was like, Like, why the fuck aren't you guys using this? He's like, I don't understand why, why would anybody switch over to anything else? Unless there's an, a engine specifically designed like unless unless it's like specifically designed for doing exactly this or is so much easier than anything else created like why why would you not why would you not utilize that like it's like sitting there saying okay i'm not going to use crisis or i'm not going to use crytek i'm not going to use you know unreal i'm not going to use any of these things that are available to me that i can easily license and you're microsoft you have a good relationship with epic even even avalanche's engine's pretty damn good <laughs> like there's tons of pre-existing you know, uh, systems that they could be used. They're just not going to do it. Yeah. Avalanche is one of the easiest per or one of the easiest to use for, uh, open worlds. Yeah. For open world development. Why they excel at making them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as much they don't as he's so great with, uh, facial dialogue or anything yeah. like that, but, uh, as, as much as they lack in some areas for facial dialogue for, uh, in, 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 in some of the games that they've made where the stories are just kind of meh, Overall, their open world creation is pretty fucking spot on. Right. I will say that it is kind of comforting in a degree, uh, given 343's past iterations, their 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 track record. Yeah. Um, since taking in over Halo, that they're basically saying, fuck it, we're we're done, essentially. Yeah. It's a degree of comfort saying, all right, well, at least this isn't gonna be fucking bastardized any further for a little while. Um, so in all reality, three, four, three can just fucking crumble and get buried. And, and after uh, losing many know. of their employees for, from the, uh, the, the, uh, the layoff, the, la- the yeah. mass layoffs taking place in Microsoft right now. I mean, it's, it's kind of something I feel like they, they were forced into. So I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm quite as 
uh, optimistic about it because I don't know if they did it because they had to, or if they did it because they were forced into doing it because they lost so many employees. Um, you know, it's one of those things like, Oh, we, we, we just lost a bunch of people who were working on this project. Do we, you know, we have to cut it. Is that kind of thing? You, right. you know what I mean? But I, yeah, I don't know. All I know is that, you know, it, it, the, the people that are doing a shitty job are getting penalized for doing a shitty job. Yeah. And like, all right. I'm like you'll either learn or you'll disappear. Yeah. And, ho- and listeners, hopefully that's actually the case. Hopefully the people who have actually been let go were actually not very good at the company. Right. We're actually like, hopefully it's one of those things where they actually analyze it. And we're like, you know what? Compared to other developers here, you're not as good. We're going to have to let you go because the talent's or, not there. Or the inverse. They actually did let go of the good people and they can find better jobs. Yeah. Or start projects. or start their own <laughs> freaking indie projects and we can actually enjoy better games. From them right now i i would like to say that uh microsoft i do have some ideas for new halo games uh we've talked about the one my uh idea for a tactical shooter odst set in uh the pre-covenant insurrectionist fight yep yeah microsoft uh get at me i have some ideas yeah they'll there's they'll make money there's plenty of potential throughout the entire halo universe to make other games and better games. But I don't, ex- yeah. but, I mean, but the problem is I don't expect any of that from a group that didn't, that didn't know master chief was the main fucking character. No, but that's what I'm <laughs> saying is since three, four, three isn't handling it anymore. Microsoft has studios that I know will be able to handle good. Halo well, they games. got rid of the thing is they got rid of the one company that actually knew, <laughs> knew more about halo than halo or than fucking three, four, three did. And that was, uh, uh assembly is that it who made the uh oh the halo wars games the halo wars games they knew more about halo than halo or than fucking 343 i didn't know they got rid of them as, as far as i know they were, they were dissolved huh oh you know it, it was joked about when they acquired them let a uh, double fine do it right <laughs> <laughs> fuck i bet you they know more about fucking halo than than 343 does at this point probably a massive change up in art style but you know i mean that could be fun yeah, I just I mean shit, we joked about for decades now that we want we would love a fucking Halo, uh, Lego Halo game. Hell yeah, that'd oh, be funny I as the shit. shit out of that. Uh, <laughs> but it's the, you know, it's the it's it's this whole this whole thing it just kind of bugs the shit out of me with especially with 343 of the fact that, like they let they had to let a bunch of people go. I feel like it's not anything that's actually in in being done for the for the betterment of the game it's all being done because they don't know what to do and they have no leadership within themselves personally they have no they have no clear direction at 343 uh and they don't and and no one there actually understands the game that they're making or the games that they're making uh i we know for sure there's no quality control yeah (laughs) so like when when you hear things like oh we're not gonna, we're going to stop all story for Halo Infinite right now and just the only story you're going to get is from from fucking Halo TV on Paramount Jesus Christ guys are you even listening to your fan base do you even like you clearly don't understand any of your fan base why aren't you like why aren't you guys actually just listening to us we don't get it I realize that fans come up with shitty stories. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I know fan fiction is a problem sometimes because we see it all the time. But the biggest issue that we see is fan fiction is keeps getting picked up by people who were never fans. Yep. It keeps getting picked up by people who just want to see, oh, I want to see a relationship between these two people. So I'm going to make a story up of that. That's usually the kind of shit we see. 
That's why you have Velma, for fuck's sake. Why the fuck does that even exist, listeners? Why does Velma exist? That fucking show? How the hell does that, how the hell is that even a thing? I think studios need to hire a team of fan consultants. Yeah. And they need to run stories past them. And if it gets rejected, you come up with a new one. Or you you get tweaks that, I mean, because we're the ones who know where the story yeah. is. We have good ideas. There's Some of re- us have good ideas. There's a reason go. why backlash exists. Backlash yeah. exists from fans, not because fans are crazy and you know psychopaths. It's because we know the stories better than you do. And when we do, and you do something that's against lore or that just seems out of character, instantly you hear about it. So why why do you think that is? Do you think we're all fucking crazy, or do you think it's because we know more of it than you do? To me, the math seems pretty fucking easy. I mean, for God's sake, there's a reason why the person that's being put in charge of Warhammer 40K is a fan. That is literally the only reason I have any faith in this project. They said it was being picked up by Amazon. and I went, shit, well, that's going to be a crap fucking series. And they said it's being controlled by Hair in Your Cabin. I went, oh, we're good. So long as he has final say, we're fine. Yeah, as long as he can make the good idea fairies go away, then... uh I think it'll be fine. Yeah. If he leaves that project, then you can count me the fuck out. Yep. Yeah. As a longtime Warhammer fan, I was terrified when I heard they were making anything. Yeah. As somebody who's a newer fan and is learning more about more and more about the lore listeners, this is what I'm talking about. New fans coming in. Do you think I want them to change any of that based off of where, where I think the story should go? No. Do you know why? I don't care how bad a story sounds to me for that or for that, that lore. That lore is there. There's a reason why I got attracted to it in the first place. And I liked what I heard. So I don't want to see it changed. So why the fuck do these new fans come in and do that? Because they're fair weather. They're like, oh, well, I, I liked it when I saw it. But, uh, you know, I, I think I have a better idea of this. Well, okay. If you had a better idea for this, then go make your own thing. <laughs> I like this, but it doesn't fall perfectly in line with my ideals. Yeah, with my ideals. If you're that creative, start writing your own shit. That's why I started writing my own shit. But I'm not trying to change something that was already established. It's already there. I'm not trying to rewrite something. Anyways, we can't have any kind of faith in at this point in anything that the stuff that we were fans over. Because of shit like, you know, shit like what 343 has done. We can't have any kind of faith in, in stuff coming in. You know, unless you hear somebody who's a massive fucking fan, like Henry Cavill taking over, you kind of have to sit there and be like, okay, well, it could be shit. And that's unfortunate because I don't actually like being negative, but it's kind of the <laughs> only way I can fucking live now with any of my, any of the fucking properties that I love because that's, that's the only thing it, that's, it's that whole thing of, you know, shoot for, shoot for the curve and everything above is gravy at this point. Like I can't even expect that. I have to live on the thing of like expect disappointment and if you're not disappointed fuck you it's golden i mean that's a big part of the reason why both you and i started watching as much anime as we do yeah now like we got sick and tired of everything in our mainstream being shit like all right well let me pursue a different avenue of entertainment and for the most part uh everything that we've seen uh they usually don't give a shit about (laughs) woke agendas so yeah they just focus on being entertaining. 
Yeah, for the most part, m- the majority of anime we've watched, it's really just about this is the story we want to tell. This is how we're going to tell it. Don't get me wrong; I've had a couple of that have turned that that have actually turned into shit. Yeah, and have become. But are you sitting there writing them and and commenting to them like, "Hey, you need to change this"? No, no, you just move on to yeah. a different. Fucking I just quit. Show. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong; like listeners, I get I I rage quit. I get pissed at some like in some in some cases, like with uh, uh, Moriarty the Patriot. Great show, fucking awesome. Until one point, as soon as this one point happened, this one thing took place, I got really fucking mad, and I went, "Fuck you!" I was so pissed off. I was like, "I want to burn down the writer's house." Like that's that's how <laughs> pissed mean- off I was. It was it was it was that moment, like just pure fucking infuriating anger because it made no sense and it was just trash writing. And I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Like it was just a bad fucking point and listeners uh, you know spoiler I, i'm gonna say it regardless uh a, a character uh, uh irene adler who's a staple in the in the uh the sherlock holmes books and the in the series or the you know any series you've seen for sherlock holmes she's basically the main love address or uh, main love interest for sherlock uh she comes into play and she does work for moriarty she she's sort of a uh anti-hero in it uh the fact that she cares about sherlock but she also has to work for bad guys and she does bad things but in this they brought her in and she ends up having to they end up having to uh stage her death to help her disappear she joins moriarty and in this moriarty is a very different kind of character than you than you've seen portrayed before it's a nice really it's actually a kind of a cool idea around it of showing that Moriarty was actually doing all this to save the country from itself and to help it move on be beyond the, the dumb classist systems that it had. And uh, it's very, it's, it's very smart in that aspect, but it turns around instead of continuing with that story, it takes a break really quick for Adeline Adler to, or uh, Irene Adler to turn into a man. And when I say turn into a man, it's not just a stage or death and hide her. She literally decides that her name is James Bond. And yes, that is, it is that James Bond, that James Bond. She becomes that James Bond and decides that she's going to live her life as a man and be a man. It is the dumbest fucking moment. Cause I, I'm sorry. That's just not how, that's not how anything works. Um, uh, you, you can try and tell me that you can one day decide that you're a man. One day you can decide to be a woman. If you do, you have mental issues and you need to see help. You do. Uh, because that was just the dumbest fucking thing. Cause on a whim, she's just like, she was completely a, fem- a, a feminine woman, uh, who actually liked Sherlock had, you know, insinuated the fact that she, she was attracted to him, all this stuff. She cared about him and she turns into a man and suddenly she's James Bond and it stays that way for the rest of the fucking series. And I know that because after that happened, I was like, fuck this. And I went to the, I already knew it was going to happen in the series. So I said, fuck it. I'm not going to watch the unfolding bullshit anymore. I'm just going to move to the, to the final episode and see what happens. Knew exactly how it was going to go. It is, it ends, it ends exactly how I thought it was. And she was the only thing that I was just like, and when you're done, you should have her go back to being Irene Adler. Cause that was the only thing that makes sense. She would drop this dumb fucking roll and go back to it. Nope. She stays that way. And I went, motherfucker. And then they show her in basically MI6 with Q at the end. And I was like, I fucking hate you. That was so mad. I wanted oh. to fucking just, that's why I was like, I want to go to the writer's house and burn down his goddamn home. <laughs> I was like, fuck well, you. you know, 
a parallel to that is is Doctor Who. Yep. Like I fucking loved that show. Yeah. And Miles got me into it. Excited. Yeah, I was even excited for them to bring on Jodie Whittaker. I was like, okay, cool. Yep. All right. And I made it three, four episodes in, I think. And uh, you know, first episode was not good to begin with. But I was like, all right, well, I'll give this time. I've given it X amount of seasons. I might as well give it a few episodes worth of uh, a shot. Yeah, and listeners, I had stopped watching only because uh, at the time when Miles had started, he had watched one episode before me. And before that, we we had heard one concerning article, and it was from the the new head, uh, the new writer, the their their head of the uh, the series at the time, and he had made a statement about basically being more concerned with diversity than story. Right. Is what it summed up to. And we and I went, ugh. I was like, I got a bad feeling about this. And Miles goes, Yeah, I do too. But you know what? I'm I've stuck with it long enough. I'm going to give it a shot. And hope she's hopefully she's everything that we we'd hoped for because there's just miles got me into doctor who and after i got into doctor who he and i would joke and talk about the fact like how cool it would be for the doctor to turn it to turn into a woman because there's nothing that says a time lord can't and they have a specific yeah. episode where a time lord goes from being a male character to a female character and that was kind of the first clue like oh they could absolutely do this and we always thought it'd be funny we even thought it would be funnier if, if it was the first time he was a female that it was a redhead too because it'd be the first time he'd be a gender <laughs> and there's yeah. a joke along that with consistently with dr who so we we're like that that would be freaking great yeah and every time you had a regeneration i i you go through that emotional cycle of i don't like this new doctor yeah. and then they grow on you like even even Peter Capaldi, I wasn't happy with, right? But I did grow to at least like him. Yeah, he's not the best um, Doctor Who, but I enjoyed no. his character. The only thing that really brought the, the only thing he was that really brought by down bad companions. Yeah, exactly. The only that's the only thing that really brought his character down. He, he could have been a much better Doctor if they had just moved on from the whole Clara uh, story a lot sooner and just gotten gotten the fuck on because. When you got to his story with uh, River, that was fucking that awesome. Was that was a that's yeah, a was fantastic a amazing send off. Yeah, fantastic uh, episode. Fucking loved it. But I mean, you know, I, I I gave it that that credit. I was like, okay, well, yeah. we'll see how this goes. And eventually, I just couldn't fucking take it anymore because I was being preached to the entire time instead of being entertained. Yeah, it wasn't Doctor and Who while, anymore. I mean, it was it was this con, you know contrarian bullshit that this person yeah. was just completely a hypocrite. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while I made my my distaste known, you know, a couple times on on Facebook or what have you, like I didn't sit there and fucking, you know, campaign for it to be changed. I'm like, well, I guess I'm just done watching this now. Yeah, I guess I'm just no longer into the show. Yeah. And I mean, you you talk about a copy of a copy of a copy and listeners, if you're if any of you are like old school, original Doctor Who fans fucking more power to you because i'm i'm only a fan so much from uh uh the ninth eccleston yeah to to capaldi uh not that the stuff prior is is bad or not worth watching i just never got around to sitting myself through it it's not really my yeah for me it's not really my generation and uh a lot of it is hokey it's not bad story it's actually just kind of hokey for me it's hokey old tv and old sci-fi uh, it's kind of like you know going back and comparing old school Battlestar Galactica to new to newer Battlestar Galactica. I mean, one is far more different, different kind of entertainment to the other one is more of a drama. That's kind of where it is for for a lot of for a lot of Who fans. So at this point, uh, when it came to uh, Jodie Whittaker coming in, I was like, well, I guess this isn't my Doctor Who anymore. I guess I'll move on. And yep. 
while that's that while that's fine and that will happen with every single series listeners you'll have fans just kind of drop off over time that's natural what we're seeing though now is this mass exodus where these companies basically see these new fans coming in and that's the only thing they'll cater to and you have this huge drop off in a fan base that's not normal when you see the ratings for doctor who plummet as quickly as they fucking did they never recovered. They never went back to, they never went back to even Capaldi numbers. No one's ever seen, they, they've never seen tenant numbers again. That was just not no. possible. Uh, to be no. fair, he even was as, the best. As, yeah. As good as Matt yeah. Smith was, there was just no replacing what is essentially, in my opinion, the best doctor who that's ever lived. Well, yeah. I mean, cause we talked about this when I was going through my rewatch after you started again. Yeah. Um, I was pissed when they switched over to uh, Matt Smith. It took almost an entire season for him yeah. to grow on me. Yeah, but and then, I mean, he did he did good, but it's like Miles was saying, you just don't like the new guy for a while. Yeah, and then with yeah. Jodie Whittaker, they, I didn't like I didn't like Tenet for the first couple episodes and quickly changed my mind. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then with with Jodie Whittaker, uh, like it was kind of one of those things. Like you you kind of have this hope, for like oh maybe she'll grow into the role, and then you find out that they gave. They gave her a lot of creative control. They had way too much uh, agenda-based material. And you see some of the stories they come up with. Fuck, if you, listeners, if you ever want to know what took place with Doctor Who, just watch uh, Nerd Roddick. He'll talk, he talks about it. He's a massive Whovian shit. He knows more about Doctor Who than I know about Halo, which is a lot. <laughs> he can go through it. Fucking Critical Drinker's gone through several episodes and just laughed his ass off at some of the ludicrous fucking storytelling that they have in there. Uh, and how hypocritical the character became. So you watch it and you're like, oh, well, this actually, this actually isn't anything that I had hoped for. This isn't even close yeah. to what I came from. It's, it's not the military. I don't have to embrace the suck. So, so I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Uh, this is essentially what we did. We just left. We we're like, all right, well, we're not going to, we're not going to watch anymore. So you had this massive drop off in fan base. You had an even bigger drop off in fan base because it was specific episodes. Uh, that's what's happening with three, four, three. That's what's happening with, with halo right now. That's what's happening with lots of different properties where fans are just like, this is fucking MCU. nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I'm DCU. out. You're seeing that. Yeah. You're seeing that in the MCU. You have the DCU, which Jesus Christ, if Anderson were here, you could talk about the whole thing that, that was announced for, for that schedule. James Gunn. I'm sorry. I think that you are great. You're a good director. You've made some great movies. I am really looking forward to guardians, uh, volume three. I want to see how that ends, but I don't think you should be in control of the DCU at all. Jesus fucking Christ. What the hell was that? I, I kind of wonder if uh, him getting fucking tossed around over old fucking tweets really fucked with him mentally. I think that's a good possibility. Yeah. I mean, the who the like who in their right mind would keep Ezra Miller for anything? And they're talking about future fucking flash projects with him. God damn, dude. Like, I understand the whole process of like, oh, we don't want to persecute somebody who uh, possibly didn't do something. But dude, they're like, this isn't a he said, she said situation. This is literally documented shit. Like people actually have evidence against this guy doing this kind of shit. And so far, WB's response towards this guy is, that's eh, fine. Like, does Ezra Miller know where all the bodies are buried? What the fuck's going on? We'll drop, we'll drop the golden boy that's Henry Cavill and we'll pick up this asshole. Right. Okay. This, this unhinged fucking 
lawsuit waiting to happen you're my, you're going to stick with this person okay good luck my only thought on that is they're continuing to offer him roles so maybe they can grab him in a sting operation when he shows up for work <laughs> that's the only so way that they makes sense to keep me. him in one location no so they can fucking arrest the guy that's what i mean like they're trying to keep him in one area so they yeah. know where he is that's the it's only way that makes sense to me yeah it does it, like n- none of that none of that makes any logical sense other otherwise it's just fucking insane so yeah, you have you you, you have fastest career destruction. <laughs> then you have the fact that he's gonna he's obviously gonna keep you know peacemaker around because it stars his wife. His wife's in the fucking show. He's not gonna get rid of her job. So of course that's gonna stick around. I mean, shit. At this rate, I'm surprised he didn't give her her own series because after all that crazy shit, you had all this other crazy shit that was announced, like uh, Blue Beetle, you like that nobody knows. Uh, I know what it is, listeners, but I'm a, I'm a DC fan, so I got pretty excited when that one got announced. But then I was like, "Oh, no one else is going to know who this is, right?" Uh, you have like you have tons of fucking things being like being announced that don't make any like a show for for Waller, Amanda Waller. Really, as much as I like <laughs> the actress who plays her, I fucking hate that character with a passion. Oh yeah, arguably the most detestable fucking character in the DC universe. Yes. Like comics and live action, fucking. And e- there's murderers in yeah. The DC. <laughs> yeah, she is easily the most hated fucking character, and you guys think you're gonna carry a show with her? Okay, like what? Whatever you say, I don't see how Oprah you're. Already make- has a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at, at this point, it's the equivalent of giving King Joffrey from game of thrones which let's just keep in mind i don't like game of thrones but i know who the characters are and king joffrey is one of the most detested characters in that entire series and it ruined that actor's entire career because he couldn't get away from that character so why the fuck would you want to immortalize this piece of shit it's just nuts to to see what he's doing with that i don't understand it for for one fucking second on any level of of what's happening there so i i don't have any faith in that i don't have any faith in anything he's going to be bringing about so i've written off dceu completely i'm just not going to worry about it not going to bother about it and uh listeners you're not going to see me saying oh this movie's shit and stuff because i don't care anymore as 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 anderson and i have been saying for for months now to each other it's they're making it a lot easier just to walk away from everything that you enjoyed because you know it's in the wrong hands and you know that these people don't know what the fuck they're doing and you go all right well i'm just gonna leave and a, even though yeah. i'm a fan saying that they don't know what the fuck they're doing and you're saying well what the fuck do you know well i'm a hell of a lot more creative than somebody doing some of the shit that they're like that they've been making up for years and i and here's the thing i'm more creative and i still know the lore i mean listeners can you really leave it in the hands of this group of people when uh, James Gunn is going to be putting Tom King as his partner in writing a lot of this shit. Tom King, who's responsible for some of the biggest character assassinations in the DC uh, comic book universe right now, he's considered widely as one of the worst writers they've ever had. I consider him one of the worst writers they've ever had. I, I, if, you, if you're a fan of uh, Supergirl, like I am, and you read through any of his comics, Supergirl, Women of Tomorrow, God damn. The, that is one of the most infuriating comic book series ever to the point of I literally threw mine in the trash because it was so bad. 
Like you have this character that's supposed to be, it's supposed to be about hope, help, and compassion for all. Uh, and he turns around and makes her into basically someone who will stand by and watch somebody who was already put in prison, was paying for their crime, was completely repentive of what they had done when they got released, begged for forgiveness, and was still murdered in front of her. After being re- after paying the price for what he had done, being imprisoned for 100 years, murdered, and she didn't care, just walked over the body. Yep, that's Supergirl from Tom King. And they're letting this guy write for the DCEU movies. And they're going to be using his story for Supergirl as a film. That's what they're basing her story on, is his shitty writing. Does that sound like somebody is in the right mindset for what the DCEU should be? Does that sound like a good story? Is her, is her new motto going to be, let the bodies hit the floor? So you can understand why I'd say, fuck the DCEU. I have zero interest in it after this. There's no point in seeing Flashpoint. There's no point in anything that James Gunn makes from this point on. I have zero faith in what he can do. Zero. Like, I'm, I'm willing to accept other world shit. I'm willing to accept different takes on different characters. So long as you're true to the character. That's the reason why people loved Henry Cavill so much. There are people who hated Man of Steel, but think Henry Cavill is one of the best Superman we've had ever. Since or since fucking uh, you know Christopher Reeve. So if if people who hate that movie are saying that, you know you've got the right actor for the job. You've just got the wrong stories. So what do they do? They dump him and they stick with the guy who's a possible human trafficker slash bar uh, you know bar brawler, woman abuser, cult leader, cult leader. These are things that we have evidence on listeners. (laughs) Like these are things that like, I mean, the guy literally said he was, he, he thought he was Jesus. And this is the person they're going to continue to employ. They're going to be taking characters that nobody really knows about so they can do whatever the fuck they want with them. They're going to somehow take Amanda Waller and try and make her relatable to an audience that it would never like her. Otherwise they're going to take Supergirl and make her into a person that will just idly buy, watch somebody get murdered and do nothing. Just step over the body. They're going to make a different Batman movie that's separate from the Batman just so they can bring in Damian Wayne, who's a complete douche nozzle and took several comics for him to even become a likable character that accepted his father as the person who he should be going to for advice. And somehow Warner Brothers thinks these are good decisions. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, WB, you do you. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go over here. Meanwhile, talking about, you know, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers owns the uh the really the distribution rights and the creative or not really the creative license, but the uh the license to use Harry Potter from JK Rowling and they've been dealing with the shit show that's going on with uh the Hogwarts legacy crap, which, you know, the the boycott the boycott subscri- or uh signature gets, you know, more and more they've got a million signatures and I'm like I bet I'm willing to bet you <laughs> People that people have signed that thing twice, at least that that it's half Probably. of that group and of he, people signing that thing. Here's the thing. And I know a lot of Harry Potter fans that will complain about it and they'll throw a huge fit. They're still going to buy the game. Yeah. They just won't tell anybody. Yeah. And that's that's the the funniest thing is like, you know, because it ha- listeners, I've brought this up on many podcasts, I think now that, you know, oh, J.K. Rowling, she's transphobic. She has said nothing transphobic. I'm sorry. She hasn't. 
she the only thing she has said has been pro pro feminist because like 10 years ago this woman would have been considered a fucking hero for saying these things of women should be safe in bathrooms women should feel safe in their own sports they shouldn't have to compete against biological males who have bigger bone density higher musculature and shouldn't have to compete against somebody who's literally just trouncing the fucking field on them 10 years ago she would have been like oh yeah that's 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 she's absolutely right and that women should just be called women instead of you know fucking uh, i don't know what are we what do we want to go with utero americans at this point uh, what is it this week are we, are we calling them birthing persons are we call them you know menstruating persons what is it like she sat there and said she she literally said women should just be called women like and and that what's funny is based off of you wokest pieces of shit you think that anyone who's trans and identifies as a woman is a woman so she didn't say anything against you all she said is women should just be called women so on National Women's Day, she thought that women should be called women. And then and, and as far as she knew, she was including trans people, right? <laughs> are, you, are, are you listening to yourselves, you fucking nut jobs? God, I'm tired of this shit. I'm so sick of it. Well, the thing that I love about all of this, though, is it's it's getting all this fucking fire. Yeah. Right. But it's not once has it been removed from the top seller. No, it's <laughs> list the, it's for like li- the past month. Literally the highest pre-ordered title in years, listeners, in years. <laughs> it's the highest pre-ordered title in years. It is the best selling game on PlayStation 5, Xbox, Steam. and PC. <laughs> and it hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> And I pointed this out in a comment, uh, I think, on YouTube. I was like, the, the nice thing about this is you see just how truly powerless the fucking loud minority are. Yes. Like, when when the screws are actually put to it, they don't affect anything. Nope. Like, it's only when they cave in and give into nonsense that they have any kind of power. Yep. Yeah, when, when you decide to listen to the smallest minority of voices compared to the large majority of your demographic you suffer for it and that's the funniest part is watching these dumbass publications like ign god dude ign they did a preview of the game and they talked about how great the game was and then took the last half of that fucking preview to talk about the controversy and to talk about like how oh it's a moral quandary like do you support the game or do you give or, or do you you know decide to boycott it and this this is the most they made it sound like it's one of the most important decisions you could ever make in gaming and all (laughs) i can say is ign go fuck yourself there's a reason why you've lost view or lost listener or viewers and listeners and and fucking readers for years now because the moment somebody hears your opinion you're fucking dog shit this will be used against you in the future witch trials yeah you guys haven't Uh, had any credibility for the past 15 years shut the fuck up (laughs) I did like that. Uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, Simon Pegg has basically just not said anything. Good right? on him. Despite all the, the good, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Despite all the shit that you know has been uh, cast his way, and he just he doesn't fucking respond to it. Yep, you were when pay- you have the when you have the guy that does uh, one of the main voices, voices I think, for the male uh, protagonist voice. Yeah, you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know about. Uh, J.K. Rowling's opinions and stuff like that. He was also 15. I'm like, I'm like, bullshit, dude. <laughs> yeah. like, there's no way you didn't know. He was 15 was like, when he got... t- one. He was 15 when he took on the project, and two, he shouldn't have to. He shouldn't have to worry about no. it. No, no, absolutely not. But I mean, he still caved in and, yeah. and did the 
the kowtow thing. Oh, that's like, because oh, supposedly he has don't brother. hate me. Yeah, supposedly he has family <laughs> members who are trans, and I'm like. I always question that when people are like, I have family members, you know, I have family members that are trans. If you count those, all those up, that's more than the higher, uh, the highest average of like <laughs> all of America. Uh, do you have, trans people. Do you have family like members that are vegetarians? Did you stop did you, eating meat for did them? Did you stop eating meat for them? Yeah. <laughs> I have a family member who, uh, who worked with PETA. People eating tasty. Animals. Do you think that uh, on, on Thanksgiving several years ago that I sent them a, a, photo of what my dinner was <laughs> yes i absolutely did yeah fuck i send i it doesn't happen very often but i've sent pictures of like fucking cinnamon rolls and shit to vargo because yep. we're friends because we're, we're friends and he's an asshole <laughs> Listeners, I, I, like say so, so you know uh th- that's the the reason why that's a joke is because i have a cinnamon i have an intolerance to cinnamon uh it makes me violently ill and but i love it I love cinnamon. That's the thing. I really do like cinnamon. I love cinnamon rolls. I love fucking, cr- you know, cinnamon, you know, cinnamon toast crunch. I love cinnamon toast. I love churros. That's churros. My, that's one of my fucking favorites. I will give into a churro almost every time yeah. and deal when with that. When they came out with cinnamon toast crunch churros, I had to take a picture. He took a picture and of it. I, had and to I buy went, a box. He, he took a picture, <laughs> bought a box and I, and, and the listeners 30 minutes later, I had a box. <laughs> So. See, when I saw those in the store, I I had the thought to myself, I was like, oh, man, Vargo's going to be pissed if he ever finds out about these. And yeah. I, I grabbed a box and just went home because yep. I knew he'd probably go. It, it's like me. Oh, with, I was I was in pain for days. Oh, dude. Until that box was gone. <laughs> it's the same with me and milk. Every time I get a milkshake, I'm like, yeah. well, I'm going to be paying for this yeah, for the next it, day. It was awful, but it was, you know, it was so worth it. Uh, but it's, you know, that's that's the things that we do. And if you like, if you think that you can, you know, if you think you have any, any right to tell other people what they should do with their lives and how they should think, uh, you know, honestly, then that's your problem. Like I, if if that were the case listeners, then, you know, and I felt that way, Jesus Christ, I'd never stop being on Twitter because I'd be telling people how to live their lives constantly. I think a lot of people are fucking stupid. And if you were one of my friends, you'd hear about it constantly. I'm sure the guys are tired of hearing me gripe about shit like that, but I can't get over how dumb the rest of the world is. Like it's actually kind of, it's it, it, in my opinion, it's kind of startling. It's why I think I sit on the spectrum <laughs> because I see the easiest fucking routes towards any kind of thing to be prosperous and shit like that. And I go, how are you guys this dumb that you don't see it? Like that's, that's what goes through my mind is like, how are you this stupid? That you can't get this. Like, like the people that uh, fucking reacted to uh, Pink Floyd's 50th uh, anniversary <laughs> logo. Right? I lost my shit. <laughs> God, that was funny. Oh, way to go woke and all LGBT. Like, that's that's from their original fucking poster, guys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys, have you guys seen an album? You've never seen it. Like how, how is it possible? Like you've never seen an album cover. You've never seen a t-shirt or anything with this. Like, yeah. <laughs> and believe it or not, you know, LGBTQ community does not own the full spectrum of light. Yeah. Amazingly <laughs> enough, they don't own the rainbow. Last I checked, that was actually a biblical thing. <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't, you don't follow it biblically, I'm pretty sure it's just existed, you know, light. It's kind of weird. Uh, just put it through a prism and suddenly, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't get it. Like fucking people. Yeah. 
the fucking poster was basically a how-to guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's li- literally this the scientific di- like diagram of like how that works. Uh, <laughs> so this <laughs> it's just hysterical to see like to see people just like all right, well, uh you have to not you have to boycott this. Like listeners, if if people had put this much effort into boycotting Activision, we would have all been better off years ago. But you you didn't see this kind of outcry when Activision was called out for how they treat employees. You didn't see this when Activision and Blizzard were called out for how they treated their female employees. You didn't see this kind of cry out when you saw, you know, Bobby Kotick turn around and say, okay, well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write a letter and ghostwrite it under the pen name of one of my female employees who is also in management and screw her name and reputation over by making it seem like it came from her and then send it out to the company wide. You didn't see anybody freaking cry out when Activision turned around and said, oh, well, we investigated ourselves and found no wrongdoing. Right. You didn't see any of that shit. Oh, sure. There were articles about it, but they didn't call for a boycott. They didn't call for a boycott on any of the games. Why? Because they advertise with them. No, there was no boycotting of Diablo Immortal. There was no boycotting, you know, for that, I should say. There was no boycotting of uh, Call of Duty. Nope, those sold like gangbusters. So why wasn't anything done about about somebody who legitimately did something wrong and did bad things and were bad actors? But when it came to J.K. Rowling, she expressed an opinion that was simply socially not acceptable by less than 5% of the population. Yeah. Who has no effect on the game whatsoever yep. other than she gets some royalties from WB from, from WB for using Harry Potter yeah. and using that universe that she created. I mean, it's been quite a while since she made those comments and yet you don't hear them saying that, oh yeah, we need to boycott the theme parks at Universal Studios. Nope. These same fuckers go to those fucking theme parks. You know, she gets uh, for every butter beer that's sold, she gets a part of that. But oh shit, a game where you actually get to experience the world of uh, Harry Potter going to school at Harwarks and having an adventure. Oh, that's got to stop. That's, that, that's literally going to harm people in a community. <laughs> Never mind the fact that the game or even the books had anything to do with that kind of community or those messages that you guys feel are transphobic. I mean, for fuck's sake, they even gave in to you assholes and actually gave you the ability to make a trans character. I mean, your community is so obsessed with the genitalia and sexuality of these children, these not even real characters, but they're still underaged characters that they gave in to you and you still weren't satisfied. Tell you what, do the world a favor and shut the fuck up. If you feel that way, listeners, and you're listening to this and you feel that you have to boycott it, then that means you have to boycott Lord of the Rings. That means you have to boycott anything with uh, Narnia, because I hate to tell you this, but C.S. Lewis and uh, J.R.R. Tolkien were Christians. And uh, C.S. Lewis wrote Narnia specifically as, as Christian literature. J.R.R. Tolkien did not agree with any of your bullshit and gender politics and all that crap. He wouldn't agree with you at all. He would have told you to go fuck yourself. Metaphorically, the man's very well read and would have said it far, far more eloquently. Uh, eloquently. And if you ever want to know how that how that would sound, uh, just go read his letter that he sent back to the Nazi Party in Germany. Very, very well, very well put. Yeah, it's a, uh, but basically, is the equivalent of go fuck yourself. Very, uh, very good read. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you think that that these people that you prop up as the masters of fantasy that you think that they would agree with you, then you know nothing. And uh, you should, you know, instantaneously just boycott everything they've ever made. 
just because, oh, well, the, that gives royalties to their state. Their state goes to these people who were raised by them and have some of their values. Oh, God, I can't have that. Can't have that. So, yeah, my point is, is if you're boycotting JK Rowling, you're a fucking idiot for one. But that's your choice. It's your choice to be able to do that. Don't press. Don't push that on other people telling them that they're harming the community when that has nothing to do with a video game. And you weren't going to give them your business anyway. So keep it to your fucking self. Keep your hyperbolic (laughs) bullshit to yourself. I don't buy Activision games on day one. I refuse to give them money on day one. That's my choice. I'm not going to sit there and tell you you're a bad person because you can't you can't do the same thing. But I'm not going to sit here and sign a petition saying, oh, you have to boycott the game and everyone should stop buying their games. That's fucking delusional. Not everybody's going to do that. Not everybody has the same morals that I do. Do I think these are bad people because they wouldn't do it? Activision's a bad company, but that doesn't mean their gamers are. I would just rather give them as little money as possible. And in your eyes, you might be sitting there saying, well, you know, I might not agree with what the company did, but I want to support the developers and I want to show them this is the kind of games I want you to continue to create. And I hope that you keep your job and that you can continue to create this kind of material that I want to play. And hopefully Activision is kind enough to realize that, hey, we should probably keep these employees because they did a really good job and we'll, 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 we'll let them stay around. Well, and that's kind of like my... Uh, I get that mentality. You know, the kind of boycott-ish that I've had with EA recently. I get it's, it. It's been yeah. very, uh, let's yeah. say, fluid recently because, you know, I, I just bought Dead Space last night, yeah. which is an EA product, but it's good. I want them to keep making games like this. Yeah. And yeah. it's the same with Mass Effect. I always said, and I, you can even go back in episodes and I'll say, I won't spend any more money on EA games unless it's Mass Effect. Yeah. So I bought the Legendary Collection, uh, still looking at four. So, I mean, like, that's kind of how I look at those. Yeah, uh, you want the company to know, hey, this is the kind of games I want. Yeah. And I get that. I totally understand it from any standpoint of anybody who wants to buy an Activision game. If you're saying, you know, I think Activision is a piece of shit. I refuse to give them money flat out on day one ever. That's my own principles, listeners. I'm not going to tell you you have to do the same thing or you should do the same thing. Do I feel like other people should? Sure. Do I want to sit there and harp on it and say you guys can't buy this? No. Yeah, Why? Gonna... Because you want those games. You want those kind of games to come out. You want those kind of developers to continue to make those games. If those developers don't make those games anymore, then they get somebody else who probably is less talented and doesn't make your games right. And then you end up in a three, four, three situation. So what do you want? Right? So that's the, like, that's kind of the crux of it. It's, it's a shitty deal. Yes. You're giving money to a company that is shitty. Absolutely. Do you feel they're shitty? Sure. But do you want to continue to have stuff in that? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I did with Ubisoft, like the shitty fucking company, but for quite a while there, at least the games were fun. Yeah. So I would continuously get, you know, the Assassin's Creed or, or Far Cry, but it's gotten to the point now where it's just not fucking worth it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got fucking invited to do the, uh, the skull and bones, uh, tech yeah. test. And I was like, you know, I don't fucking work for you. <laughs> you have people, that you should be paying to do this shit for you. Yeah, this game's been in development uh, for the past eight years. What the fuck have you guys been doing? Yeah. Why yeah. am I having to do this job? Don't you have game <laughs> testers that you pay for this? That yeah, you don't I'm, listen I'm to no anyways? Longer, so if you don't listen to I'm people no you pay for, why would I? In why? my you know, <laughs> early 20s, just scrambling to ch- try out the next big thing. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've I know gone it's way not going to be that. the next big thing. Yeah. We've gotten way past that. And that's the funny thing is like, you have to look at that and say like, well, you guys have game testers that you pay for that you don't listen to anyways. Why the fuck would you listen to me? Yeah. So I'm just going to jog on. I'm going to move. I'm going to, I'm going to not even worry about this and go away. Yeah. I'm going to continue to not participate in this. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what's, you know, that's kind of what's going on. Listeners of the, the boycott it. Don't boycott it. I, I don't really care. Don't tell everybody else. They have to boycott it to be morally right. I mean, and that's what's happening with IGN, fucking Kotaku, like Polygon. Are you really going to listen to Polygon and Kotaku? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, when you type in their name and, and, and go, you know, Polygon.com or Kotaku.com, it should come up with a 404 of like journalism integrity not found. Especially Kotaku. They haven't had any since fucking uh, great investigative reporter. It was uh, doing a lot of stuff for the gaming industry. Like, I remember who you're talking about. I just don't remember his name. Jason Schreier. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jason Schreier. Like, after he left Kotaku, all journalistic integrity, gone. Now they write, you know, fucking articles about how, uh, you know, Stray has the air, brings back the oriental problem in gaming. What? A, A story about cats? Are you referring to the slant eyedness of cats and relating that to oriental people? Or are you just fucking bonkers? Yeah. That game didn't have a single human in it. No, but they basically said that because it used or like it was essentially you're talking about the uh you know, using uh oriental things like kimonos and stuff like that and hat and, and the hats and stuff like that in in the robot world that, that was that was that was, you know, basically <laughs> yeah, basically the misappropriation of culture and I was like you Ow. guys need to shut the fuck up. Ow. <laughs> Somebody but, needs to go outside y- and touch some grass. Y- Good y- Lord. Y'all need to shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like, come on. It, the way I look at it is these, these kinds of people are like the crazy religious chick in uh, the mist. Oh God. Yeah. Just finger pointing and, uh, you know, trying to start shit like a motherfucker. Yeah. 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 That that's, that's pretty fucking spot on. <laughs> Like, like there i mean you just you see the shit like that and you're like what the fuck yeah go go watch stuff like that listeners and uh the crucible and uh you'll 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 see the uh kind of accusatory bullshit that's going on in this world yeah absolutely yeah so uh anything else to talk about this week what you guys want to bring up um, I know there was stuff that we we brought up the prior week that we were wanted to cover and we just didn't get around to it. Yeah, one of the podcasts that I want to do is if we can get you at least <laughs> you you guys and Anderson on and do a our game recommendations of the year from last year. Right, that would be great. Um, I mean, it should be pretty easy. Don't don't create a big list. Just you know, create create a list of five games that you'd recommend from last year if right. if you have five. <laughs> yeah that might be a challenge <laughs> yeah that's that's basically it. like that that might be the challenge of list five games that you'd recommend it's uh it's gonna be interesting yeah i'm gonna have so, to think about this yeah so yeah listeners it's it's just kind of nuts like what's going on in a lot of our industry a lot of our culture and what we're seeing take place and i think a lot of it has to do with uh these companies 
again, they see the new fan base coming in and they go, oh, these are the people we have to cater to. They're the future. And forgetting about the fans that built them up to begin with. And when the fans that built them up to begin with go, I'm not taking this shit, I'm leaving. And they do leave, whether it's loudly or quietly. A lot of it's quietly, not not review bombing, but just leave. When that happens, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing people leave and then the, these companies panic and don't know what to do. So they, they kind of teeter-totter back and forth. They're like, do we cater to them or do we, do we cater to the new people? Well, the new people came in to begin with for a reason. Why are you choosing them to be the only thing that's going to build you up to begin to, to, from now on? It's, it seems pretty fucking simple. I mean, it's like yeah. I said earlier. I just don't like feeling like I'm being taken for granted as a guaranteed sale. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what it is. Like you, we created this, you should be grateful. And that's how, that's how the MCU has treated everybody. That's how Disney has treated everybody for years now, especially with star Wars of, well, we had, you hadn't, didn't have all this star Wars stuff before. You should just be grateful. You have it. Fuck you. <laughs> I had 30 years of books. You established canon to read. Yeah. You're the one who came in and decided, nah, it doesn't count. Anymore. You don't understand how this works. You want my money. You need to work for it. It's not the other way around. Yeah. And that's, that's what these companies forgot. And many of them don't still, still aren't catching on. So, uh, and that's pretty, that's pretty clear with what's going on with Disney. Uh, I mean, Disney's got, got fucking Bob Iger back and they're doubling down even more on that bullshit. Uh, other companies, Warner brothers, we thought that they were going to have this best turnaround because they got their new CEO and he was making all these changes and shaking up shit and stopping projects that weren't, that were obviously not going to make money. And then they turn around and double down on more of that bullshit and you go, Okay, well, I guess you guys just don't want me as a customer. I'll leave and I just won't come back. While they sit there and flounder and go, why aren't we making any money? Gee, I wonder why. I mean, it, it's amazing, listeners. Think about it. Like you, you see it, everyone else sees it, but these companies can't figure that out. And it's, it's because they sit in a fucking uh, just echo chamber. Echo yeah. chamber. Thank you. Yeah, you, you sit in it. You sit in an echo chamber, and you can't figure out why you're li- why you're losing because you don't get any outside opinions. Yeah, even though you have people like us telling you fairly plainly, "Hey, th- this is why I don't want to be here anymore." Maybe you know, work on that. Yeah, uh, no, this, that, that doesn't align with my this ain't working my thoughts anymore. <laughs> this is not working anymore. Why are you doing this? Um, yeah, so uh, you get enough people that do that shit. You get stuff like Wizard of the Coast falling and 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 admitting their shit. Yeah, <laughs> and that's 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 the you know that's a really good example, really quick of like getting back to the Wizards of the Coast thing that we started with. Of Wizards of the Coast had plenty of their own employees, their own employees saying this is a bad idea. Why are we doing this? And trying to explain to them, don't do it in the night. And I'm sure in the nicest political ways possible, they get away without losing their jobs. And they still went, went, they still went through with it. They still tried, tried to push it on everybody else, but then you had the rest of the community. And this is, this is what's reassuring. This is how much power you have listeners. This is how much power as a consumer you have of showing a company. Nah, that ain't the shit that's going to work. If you as a fan can rise up and come together and be like, Oh, go fuck yourself. Enough of you can't turn around and do that. A company will do an about face very relatively, I should say relatively quickly. And that can happen on every front that can happen with Activision, EA, everyone in the industry can do that. And some of you might be sitting there saying, well, that's no different than a boycott. And technically you're correct, but here's the thing. 
everyone votes with their wallet. As a customer, you always vote with, vote with your wallet. You you pay for the things that you want and you don't pay for the things you don't want, which is why some products go away, some products fail. That's how all business is conducted. And these companies know this and they know they have to deal with that. But when it came to Wizards of the Coast, people weren't sitting there and advocating, you know, you didn't have the media advocating for, we have to boycott this, we have to stop this now. No, they were just simply covering it. Meanwhile, the rest of us customers just said, well, I'm just not going to give you guys money. And it was as simple as that. You didn't have people sitting there and saying, oh, well, if you give your money to this and you support this, then you're supporting hatred towards a community or you're hurting an entire community of people. That's hyperbolic bullshit. That's the equivalent of fucking Marvel trying to convince everybody that the Eternals was saving lives. Give me a fucking break. I mean, if it turned out that Hogwarts Legacy actually had developers within the company saying, yeah, you should totally boycott the game. It's evil. It's harmful. And we've actually been taking trans people and chaining up to walls and killing them. And if you spend any money and give us any dollars, it will be donated to a mass murder fund for this community. Then, yeah, obviously we would have said, well, that's fucking crazy. I'm obviously not going to give you my money. And that's basically what they wanted to make it sound like this, that this was what was happening because you wanted to play Hogwarts. And the public said, no, I want to buy this game. Get out of my face. So, yeah, people prove that the public, the majority of us, we actually have the power. We proved it with Wizards. We proved it with Hogwarts. And the company's currently not listening to us. Well, they'll eventually fail like Disney's failing now. Here's my thoughts on the, the OGL thing is um, I think this is temporary that they're leaving it alone. Unless there is a uh, change at a high level, I do believe they will try and they'll try uh, to do something else. What they're going to do is I think they're going to try and slowly change. We've listened to you. We've heard you out. We're going to wait five years and we're until you've it. forgotten. The problem is, is you can do that with, with gamers like that are mostly video game. Yeah. You can't do that with tabletop gamers. We have a long memory and we are very spiteful. So yeah. they're going to have to wait a long time before they start to roll it in. Sorry for the timer. Yeah. Fucking hats off to the employees that fucking leaked the uh, information though. Yeah. Like uh, thanks it for, probably wouldn't have been nearly as successful without them. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sticking your neck out and saying, fuck this shit. You guys can't get away with this anymore. Uh, and, and, and showing everybody else that wizards of the coast. Yeah. They're just like every other company that doesn't give a shit. As long as you can, as long as you can drain them of money though, they'll, they'll, They'll give a shit real quick. <laughs> yeah, that was the first Just, thing I did was I canceled my uh, my D and D Beyond subscription. subscription. Yeah, as soon as that came out, I was like, "Well, eh, I'm not going to buy anything from you guys anymore." And uh, I had a couple of friends who were who were uh, I, I say friends, they're acquaintances. They they have a higher higher title than friendship, um, <laughs> longer. <laughs> no, but I, I have a couple of people who it's got more syllables. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of people who I chat with online, uh, mostly about anime. But uh, they were buying stuff from uh, limited run games and they canceled all their pre-orders when they fired that chick or like when they fired that lady yeah. for, for simply wanting to, to play Hogwarts legacy. Um, fired over one person listeners is fucking unreal, but still they, they canceled their pre-orders because of that. Like that, that's what happens. These, these companies need to learn that we don't owe you anything and you're not entitled to our cash. Talk about a company that learned, hey, real fucking quick. Oh, we lose subscribers. We lose money. This shit's not working. 
uh, Netflix over the past month has been rolling out their whole, uh, you can't share passwords anymore. Miles, I didn't tell you about this, but I, I lost access to your Netflix because of this. Um, yeah, I'm sure. So they've been rolling this out across the country. They've been rolling this out across Europe as well and found out real fucking quick that, oh, when we did this, our subscribers dropped tremendously fast. And suddenly people just said, well, if you're not going to let me share my, share my password, go fuck yourself and left. And now Netflix is doing an about face and going, oh, sharing your pet. We love people sharing their passwords. Like you guys, you guys, please come back. Now I know what I'm about to say is an awful thing to wish on any company because they have employees, but I hope that Netflix continues to just lose customer base because of this, because they tried this in the first place. And secondly, listeners, I've been trying to give this, get this across for a while now of if you are a Netflix subscriber, any streaming subscriber, the best way you can use that service is come back every six months to a year, come back for one month, watch the shit out of everything you missed, drop the service instantly. Yep. It will save you tons and tons of money. This is what we've been doing in our group. All of us have been kind of just dropping the services, coming back later because from month to month, they will have nothing but shit you'll be spending money on a service that you never use for weeks on end. So just stop wasting your money, save some money, come back every six months to a year when something major that you're looking for drops, Cobra Kai, Stranger Things, whatever it is, come back for that month, watch the shit out of everything you've missed and then drop the service again. We're talking, you know, we're, we're talking about saving you shit tons of money because we're talking about a service that what still costs you ten bucks a month to twenty dollars a month, depending on what what service you're you're well, willing to pay they, for. They increase by like a dollar or two, like every half a year. Yeah, I mean, for the their four K service went from being fourteen dollars when I started to twenty dollars. That that should tell you that the these services are just asking you for more and more money, and they're creating more and more shit content. Because think of how many things get greenlit that are just garbage. On Netflix. And we're not talking about like foreign flicks and stuff like that. Sadly, the stuff that's coming from other foreign countries are actually better than the shit that's being made here. More often than not. Of course, that's not really hard when you have a culture that's still obsessed with reality TV. But I mean, when Netflix is creating shows that have to do with, you know, puppets talking about sexual behavior and talking about fucking gender identity and what they get off on, they're fucking puppets that are talking about sex toys. When that's the kind of content that they're creating, thinking that that's fun and cute and, and, and adults will like this shit, who is your demographic and why do you think this show failed? Well, I mean, it's not like, you know, adult puppet shows haven't had a precedent. I mean, Avenue Q was on, uh, what was it, Broadway for fucking forever. Yeah, but that's Broadway. And that's people who probably were like, eh, I'm curious. Oh, no, I, I'm just saying it's not without precedent. Somebody, yeah, there no. is an audience yeah, for there it. There is an audience, but if you're talking about Broadway versus the mass public, Right. And we're literally talking about millions of people versus thousands of people at that point. There's no contest. You're going to try to appeal to millions of people, not just a couple of hundred thousand. I mean, Happy Time Murders was fantastic, but that was completely geared towards adults. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of going along. Cinematically a failure because their audience is too small. So if your audience is too small, I mean, seriously, listeners, at this point, we're just talking about basic math. Right. So you have a, let's say you have a couple of hundred thousand people, even just, you know, let's say a million people to bring in a million subscribers and you have a show that runs and it has only a million people watching it versus millions of people watching something like Stranger Things. And then you cancel that show that brought in those million people. Are they going to stick around after you've canceled the program that brought them in? No, 
but you can't afford to continue to make the show that you were making because it costs you money. And it's now costing you more money to keep it around than the subscribers that you're getting in return or even viewers in return. So there's no justification for it. So this is basic logistics that just don't work out. And then on top of that, you have the other issue that Netflix has of they just constantly keep spending money on shit shows that nobody watches or that doesn't get enough views that they end up having to cancel. It's just more money down the drain. So they're, they're in this never ending spiral of just nonsense instead of sticking to what they know works, which sadly is actually easy to figure out just using basic demographics. Somehow everybody's forgotten how marketing works. And even Netflix has had to come forward and say that they've only canceled shows that failed. So if that's true, and it is true, then that shows that they're just not following their demographics. They're not using the basics of how all television has worked for generations now. And now them having to backpedal on the whole you know, sharing uh, passwords thing, and on top of that, losing subscriptions, upping prices every time, it's not a sustainable model anymore. This whole 80% of content being just Netflix only is just insane. But if you're on Amazon's side of things, they'll just tell you they're successful even when they're not successful, which is what they recently tried to pull with the Rings of Power, where they tried to say it was the most popular streaming show they had, which is complete horseshit. Like, if you've seen that shit from, from Rings of Power, that is fucking hysterical. Amazon, you were lying at your ass uh, with how much money you've spent on that show and how much you've lost on it already. It's, it's quite comical to, other, to the rest of us. Yeah, I saw uh, one. I, I want to say it was from probably from fucking GameSpot because they've been peddling trash like none other lately. Yeah, uh, was like say what you will about uh, Rings of Power and you know how much money they spent on it. You know these visuals are amazing, and it was like them forging the rings. I'm like, what the fuck did you watch? Yeah, what, what did I see <laughs> to make rings that looked like they were used for a high school stage play? Uh, Came out of a fucking twenty five cent machine. Yeah, fucking Cracker Jack box. It's hysterical to see to to see these fucking companies cope and Netflix is is now feeling the brunt of that. So listeners, yeah, any streaming service, Netflix, Peacock, who's now no longer doing the free streaming service, Paramount Plus, HBO Max. As soon as you're done with la- the, the Last of Us, which I would recommend, wait till The Last of Us is finished completely, binge the shit out of it, and then cancel it. You'll save yourself tons of money. You'll you'll appreciate it. You're, you'll appreciate the fact that you're saving yourself money and that these services don't get any more of your cash while they're producing nothing for you. So just do that. You know, these streaming services aren't Patreon. You know, you might be sitting there saying, well, if we don't support them, we don't give them a, a amount of money month to month. Well, then they fail and they go away. Well, then let them fail. These companies have been around long enough to know that they should be able to budget out a, a certain amount of money and certain amount of funds for the shows that are successful and stop shoveling out shit that you'll never watch. I mean, at least Patreon has the, the whole idea of you're giving the person money to continue to make the same content they've been making and you're paying for the thing that you want. Does HBO take all your funds and say, well, I want more Game of Thrones and make more Game of Thrones directly for that? No, they take it and make things like Velma that nobody wanted. I mean, you have to start treating these things like if you were to buy a movie ticket or if you were to go and pay for a video game of you're paying for the thing that you want. You don't pay Sony month to month to make complete bullshit that you don't want. I mean, shit, you could put Game Pass in the same category at this point. If you if they're making a majority of games that you don't care about and the only thing that you care about is a few handful of games, then buy the handful of games. Don't go pay for Game Pass every month. I mean, hell, I've literally told friends of mine to get Game Pass for a month, play what they want out of it, and dump the service. 
And I pay for it monthly, listeners. Because sometimes as a gamer, you're just wanting to play one thing. And if it's on that service, if it's cheaper, $10 for a month, that's not bad. And your video streaming services should be treated the exact same way. Anyways, listeners, we got to start wrapping stuff up. Uh, anything else you guys wanted to talk about? I have some anime to cover next next time we meet. But uh, I've got a few games that I can talk about. The uh, the new Fire Emblem. Uh, quite a big tone shift. Yeah. Um, based off of where you're at in, the, in it right now, would you would you recommend it? If you are a Fire Emblem fan already, I would. This one is not one that I would recommend you jump into. Gotcha. Okay. Um, the the one that came out last uh, three houses, I I'd recommend going there first. That's a good jump in point. Yeah. Okay. Because none of the games they don't all run in one storyline. Yeah. So three houses was it, it's a good way to get into the mechanics and everything, but yeah. the the tone shift goes from uh, dark and serious to Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I heard some of the characters kind of just straight up suck in this one. <laughs> Everything else is pretty much fine. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Uh, once you realize going into it, what what kind of tone they're trying to set. Yeah, I, I've encountered the characters that people are complaining about, and uh, knowing the tone they're going for, I think it's funny. Yeah, but I get why other people wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I got to play the uh, I got to play the first spoken demo. I decided to do that last night before I went to bed. That game is terrible. <laughs> uh, Sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, based off that demo alone, I don't know how you guys sold that game at all. Um, so, yeah. I'm amazed that it's still full fucking price. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm surprised and, they didn't drop that shit almost immediately. Yeah. And Sony. Nailed. Yeah. Sony. Um, PlayStation, you, you guys paid for two years exclusivity on that. You got had. God, did you get had? Fuck. I'd be asking for a refund from Square Enix for that, uh, or or they owe you they owe you a, a fucking franchise <laughs> to have exclusivity on there, like fucking Final Fantasy something. Um, yeah, that game is trash. Uh, Dead Space on uh, Dead Space remake, listeners. Uh, I recommend it, but I don't recommend it on PC right now because there's a lot of stuttering uh, issues. It looks like to me, it looks like shader compilation uh, issues. The the same old staple of bullshit that everything happens with DirectX 12 uh, from developers that don't really know how to develop on it. Uh, I would say stay away from it for now until uh, until they can fix that on PC. If we give it a couple more patches them to fix it i yeah. can throw a recommendation on it but until then i wouldn't yeah but it is very pretty and uh, when it works it works really yeah, really it well works, it works really well but uh yeah i can't recommend it on pc right now so um i think that's it uh, miles do you have anything else uh about the only new thing for me was the power wash simulator uh dlc <laughs> for warcraft yeah like it was a nice addition. I'm. I already went through it. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, they didn't add any more achievements or anything. It's. I think it's four, four levels. Gotcha. So. That's still more power washer, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's fun little little throwback Easter eggs. Gotcha. So. All right, well, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. If you want, you can go on our Facebook and like us on Facebook. We we don't really pay attention to social media anymore. So if uh, you see no activity on there, it's because we don't really care. 
uh, we don't have a Twitter, we don't have a Twitter account, so we barely ever get, get around. Uh, but tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. Tell them about these idiots that go on there and rant and rave and get pissed off and talk about games and talk about how they fucking hate culture and other people out there and all that stuff. And be like, these guys are assholes. You should totally listen to them. What a bunch of douchebag dick holes. <laughs> you should do it. Exactly like what I said. Just exactly like that. <laughs> Try to cancel us. We try dare to you. try to cancel. Yeah, try to cancel <laughs> us. We dare you. God, please cancel us. It'll probably be the most fame we've ever had. Uh, <laughs> we could really use uh, some uh, Hogwarts legacy numbers. We could numbers. use that Hogwarts legacy numbers. Um, <laughs> so yeah, thanks for listening to us. We appreciate it. This is Vargo. This is Josiah and Miles. Keep on geeking on, and we're out. Yeah. What you do for, what you do for, what is love?